Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We're broadcasting today from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and there is an interesting mood here in our nation's capital. Uh, walking around this morning at the Lincoln Memorial, uh, was over again at the Supreme Court and near the Capitol, as close as you can get to the, the Capitol these days. Uh, it's all additional fencing, uh, and that saddens me uh, to see that, to see a six-foot-high uh, fence and uh, kind of a double stacking of uh, of security uh, barriers around the Supreme Court and the Capitol uh, always uh, puts you just at a little bit of uh, dis-ease uh, an uneasiness that uh, that is just palpable there, and uh, and that's a that's a little bit of a worry to me and a concern. And and obviously, as the January sixth hearing continued today, uh, in a hearing that they only announced yesterday, uh, but a very important one, uh, as Lindsay Ayers so rightly pointed out, uh, there was uh, many uh, revelations that came out, a lot of specifics in this, and so I want to break it down just a little bit uh, for you in terms of where I think this is and and the impact of it. One. Uh, as someone who has been a staffer, uh, very interesting to see who is observing what in the room where all of these kinds of things happen. Uh, and Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, a very credible witness and a, an observer uh, in the room and a player uh, as well. I thought one of the things that was interesting to me was uh, the confidence that so many had in her uh, that she was receiving calls and text messages from the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, coming out uh, of uh, the Capitol building itself, that uh, other text messages were coming in from other uh, senior leaders and advisors. So she clearly had both credibility uh, and influence, uh, and that's, I think, why uh, she had uh, so many uh, text messages and so much to say and to share during the course of the day today. And so to me, that was really interesting, uh, really a behind the scenes kind of pulling back of the curtain in terms of what it's like, uh, her description of what it's like in the tent uh, behind the stage at a big rally like that. Uh, it's always interesting to see, you know, how the, the principal, uh, in this case, the president uh, is acting behind stage and what's going on, what they're thinking about. Uh, it was very clear that President Trump was worried about the size of the crowd and not wanting there to be any spaces where people could say, well, it, it wasn't full and trying to get people through. The president clearly aware that there were uh, those who who had weapons, who didn't want to go through the uh, magnetometers, the uh, metal detectors uh, to go into that area and closer to the stage. And uh, all of this is, is so interesting from a behind-the-scenes standpoint in terms of those conversations, those text messages that are flying back and forth between staffers trying to manage all the expectations, trying to manage the realities and the logistics uh, of all of those kinds of things. And so I want to go into some of the testimony from Cass Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, again, former aide to President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, uh, also a former member of Congress, and uh, Ms. Hutchinson said that she had uh, really kind of some ominous conversations uh, with Mark Meadows on January 2nd that just started to raise her suspicion and her worry about what might happen uh, on January the 6th. And I found Mr. Meadows in his office on the couch. He was scrolling through his phone. I remember leaning against the doorway and saying, I had an interesting conversation with Rudy, Mark. Sounds like we're going to go to the Capitol. He didn't look up from his phone and said something to the effect of, there's a lot going on, Cass, but I don't know. 
things might get real, real bad on January 6th. So interesting that uh, even prior to that, that was a testimony from January the 2nd conversation with uh, then Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. And uh, before January 6th and on the morning of January 6th, Cassidy was approached by then White House counsel uh, who wanted her to convey to Mark Meadows that the president should not go up to the Capitol uh, for legal reasons. I saw Mr. Cipollone right before I walked out onto West Exec that morning. And Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. And do you remember which crimes Mr. Cipollone was concerned with? In the days leading up to the six, we had conversations about potentially obstructing justice or defrauding the electoral count. So Cassidy Hutchinson uh, was in the tent, as I mentioned, with the president before the January 6th rally. And again, that's it's interesting, whether it's in the tent or the green room, behind stage, there are always fascinating conversations going on there. And here, uh, Ms. Hutchinson uh, relays the idea that the, the president was, was upset, he was angry, he was really frustrated with the security people, that they wanted to let people in, even if the people had weapons, uh, because he wanted that space uh, there on the ellipse of the National Mall to be absolutely full. He wanted it full, and he was angry that we weren't letting people through the mags with weapons. But when we were in the offstage announced tent, I was part of a conversation. I was in the I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, "You know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here." Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy also called uh, Ms. Hutchinson after hearing the president's speech, uh, which she couldn't hear because she was backstage. Uh, here's what she said about that conversation. Mr. McCarthy called me with this information. I answered the call and he sounded rushed, but also frustrated and angry at me. And I was was confused because I I didn't know what the president had just said. Um, He then explained, the president just said he's marching to the Capitol. You told me this whole week, you aren't coming up here. Why would you lie to me? I said, I'm I'm not lying. I, I wasn't lying to you, sir. I... We're not going to the Capitol. And he said, well, he just said it on stage, Cassidy. Figure it out. Don't come up here. Finally, when uh, she got back to the West Wing, then White House official Tony Ornato pulled her aside and described a physical altercation between President Trump with Secret Service in the car on the way back to the White House. Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. 
So, again, a lot of fascinating testimony and disturbing testimony coming out of the hearing today of the January 6th committee. Uh, sadly, in these kinds of things, there isn't a cross-examination to, to dig into this a little bit deeper. Uh, but I do think uh, that as a staffer, she was in a unique position. She was clearly credible. Uh, she also had the confidence of many others in the White House and on Capitol Hill uh, that she could influence what was happening and what was going on there on January 6th. We'll continue to monitor all of this here on KSL News Radio. Uh, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come. Broadcasting from Washington, D.C. We'll be right back. <laughs> 